0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. The feds made it easier to stay on Medicaid during the pandemic, and now it appears the Biden administration may want to delay going back to normal again. What does that mean for states' ability to rein in their health care spending? Mark Joffe is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. We discuss the ways in which the feds have put Medicaid expansion on autopilot with no clear end in sight. During the pandemic, uh, the federal government took several moves. One of those was to make it easier for folks to do what with respect to
1: Medicaid? Stay on Medicaid. There's uh, really now no mechanism for states to recheck eligibility and remove recipients if they want to continue receiving federal matching funds. Now, to the extent that you think Medicaid is a perfectly fine
0: program, you might have thought that that was a, a good thing to do. At the time, giving people uh, greater access to uh, health care services during a, a sort of a dicey and uncertain time with respect to Americans' health. But uh, where are we now with respect to uh, Medicaid and eligibility and uh, the amount of money that states and feds spend on it?
1: Sure. So when the pandemic started, we had 71.3 million people on Medicaid and its sister program CHIP, the Children's Health Insurance Program. Now we've just passed 90 million, which means that more than one in four people in the United States is on Medicaid. So the program has really expanded well beyond its original intent, and it's really becoming almost a, a single-payer health system for large parts of the American society.
0: All right. So the eligibility, the pandemic uh, changes that have been made, the federal government, if I understand you correctly, continues to push back the deadline for going back to normal in a sense.
1: Exactly, so every three months, uh, the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services has been extending the pandemic health emergency. Now it's going through the uh, the end of this year. Uh, we're likely to see another another extension. Uh, coming out in later in November, which will take us through March of 2023, and uh, there just doesn't seem to be any end in sight. And you know, as a as a condition for increased federal matching funds for Medicaid, states were uh, no longer allowed to remove most people from the rolls, and so the program will just continue to expand until at some point, if the federal government uh, removes the public health emergency, states will be on the hook for very large amounts of money because they'll be back to the original federal matching uh, percentage, but with a much larger caseload. All right. So I guess I can understand from a
0: political perspective why you would want to delay that. But what does that mean for uh, state outlays?
1: Well, uh, it varies by state. Some states have uh, very high uh, Medicaid enrollment rates in some states have uh, relatively low ones. For, for the states that have a lot of people on the system, especially the, the ones that are in the non-expansion population, which is the part that's receiving the extra federal matching funds, those states will be on the hook for a lot of money. You know, we looked at um, a couple of states. I think in California's case, it'll be something like $4 billion. Uh, New Mexico, which has the highest Medicaid dependency rate of over 40 percent. Well, that'll only be three hundred million dollars, but the whole budget of New New Mexico is eight point five billion. So it's a it's a big budgetary hit relative to the size of that state's budget. Um, and for states, uh,
0: does this change their incentive with respect to uh, expanding or contracting Medicaid, or are they essentially on the hook for
1: more spending by virtue of the federal government delaying this return? Well, there's another provision in in the American Rescue Plan Act, which passed under the Biden administration. This this idea of uh, the people staying on the Medicaid rolls in exchange for a greater federal matching percentage actually passed at the very beginning of the pandemic in the Trump administration, but under the Biden administration in the American Rescue Plan Act, states were given an incentive to expand their Medicaid enrollment if they hadn't done so already. So, under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, most states chose to expand Medicaid to cover anybody, um, regardless of whether they were able-bodied or not, as long as they had, uh, income of less than 138 percent of the federal poverty line. And uh, I think right now it's about 39 states have taken advantage of that. So the remaining states, like, for example, North Carolina now are sort of uh, having money waived in front of them to take this expansion, because if they do, they'll get additional um, American Rescue Plan Act funds beyond that that they've already received. And long term, does that then... Uh, encourage
0: states to obligate themselves to additional spending?
1: Yes, especially because uh, it's very attractive from a state legislative point of view, because uh, for the expansion population, the federal government picks up 90 percent of the the cost. Now, the question is, you know, is that is that going to continue forever? Because this program is becoming more and more expensive for the federal government. Its growth is uh, faster than Social Security or or Medicare. So uh, at some point, it might be that the Congress says, well, hmm, 90 percent is a little rich for us. Maybe we should match this the same way that we match uh, all other Medicaid spending, which is between 50 and 80 percent of uh, the total cost. And if that was the case, then states could be looking at a much bigger bill. And there again, that leaves uh,
0: whatever the politics are at the federal level, that leaves state lawmakers in a bit of a bind when trying to uh, manage their own budgets.
1: Yes, exactly. Although, you know, again, right now it's just a matter of if in 2023 or 2024 or maybe 2025 under a different administration, this public health emergency um, ends, there'll be this very, you know, immediate need to either push more state money into the program or get a lot more aggressive about enforcing what the enrollment restrictions are. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs at the beginning of the pandemic. Then they got a new job, but they never came off of the Medicaid rolls. So a state really has to go through a lot of effort to figure out who really still qualifies for Medicaid under their current circumstances. And if states don't get aggressive about doing that, they'll be looking at spending a lot more on Medicaid than they were expecting.
0: And uh, to the extent that states, I mean, how have states responded? Uh, you know, to the pandemic independently? I mean, I know that at least in my home state of Kentucky, the governor has unilaterally decided to expand uh, Medicaid to include other kinds of coverage just in recent weeks with apparently no input Mm -hmm. from uh, the the legislature. How have other states responded?
1: There's definitely a lot of pressure uh, around different states to, you know, add dental and vision coverage. And then, of course, in California, we've had the uh, case where a lot of uh, undocumented uh, workers, uh, un- you know, undocumented aliens have been added to the program. So really, in California now, you just basically have to get into the state. You don't really have to prove that uh, you're, you're a citizen or a permanent resident or anything. You can, you can just access the benefits. We know
0: that Medicaid as a program, just the way that it is structured, perverts state-level priorities when it comes to spending. There is a there is a large inflow of cash from the federal government that is contingent upon states agreeing to spend some particular amount of money.
1: Right. There's, uh, there's definitely an incentive issue because, you know, if you're getting uh, two federal dollars for every dollar you spend at the state level or even nine federal dollars for every dollar you spend at the state level, you know, your incentive to Police the program and make sure that it's cost efficient is a lot less than it would be if the state was uh, was spending the entire amount. You know, and that's that's one reason why um, other Cato scholars uh, advocate for block granting the Medicaid program. So we simply say to uh, states. Well, you know, in 2021 or 2019, maybe before the pandemic, you know, you received X for Medicaid. Now you're going to receive, you know, X plus an increment to take, you know, take into account inflation. But then after that, you've got to manage it. So you're going to get the same amount of money that you you were receiving, but now it's on you to figure out how to operate the program in the most cost-effective way. I think that would really be a very good step for fiscal management. And it could actually lead to better outcomes for Medicaid patients because it'll give states more flexibility to serve them in, uh, in the most cost-effective and you know, health-promoting way. Mark Joffe is a policy analyst
0: at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.